This message is provided by Bridgeway Community Church. Thanks for tuning in. Well, good morning, Bridgeway. Welcome, church, here online as well. Good to see you all. Good to be with you this morning. And thank you for joining us in our Rhythm Series. This is our last one in the Rhythm Series. Pastor Ron and Pastor Justin have been crushing it as we've gone through this. During the last six weeks, we've gone through all sorts of different rhythms. We've uh, done seven different rhythms. Well, today will be the seventh. We've done daily devotions, prayer, repentance, generosity, serving, sharing our story. And today you can guess which one we're on. Um, but we're, I'm just super excited. I'm excited that we're able to do this as a community, to circle up on these foundational rhythms of a Christian. If you missed them, you can go jump back on our YouTube channel, jump back on our website, and you can catch any of these services, any of these messages. You'll want to do that. Um, or you can catch any of the past ones as well. They'll all be on there. Next week, Pastor Ron is going to be kicking off a new series on the Holy Spirit. And I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome as we get to dive in to know the Holy Spirit just a little bit more and uh, be excited about the power that we have through him. And I'm not going to foreshadow anymore. You're going to have to come next week. Catch Pastor Ron as he, uh, as he kicks us off. This week, though, we're going to be jumping in to our, uh, we're going to jump right into our Bibles. If you want to grab your Bible on your device or one right in the seat back in front of you, and open it up to Psalm 19. Psalm 19. So one of my favorite things to do actually before a service is I like to, um, I like to grab one of the psalms. And I like to just, I like to work through one to kind of ready my heart, prepare myself for what we're about to engage in. One of my mentors always used to tell me to go to Psalm 80. I prefer um, also as well going to either Psalm 8 or Psalm 19, which is where we're going to be at today. We're just going to do two verses um, right at the beginning there. So Psalm 19, 1 through 2. This is what they say. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hand. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. You could read this whole, the whole chapter is really good. But what I love about this is this is talking about our creation, the world around us, the earth, and how it just speaks God. It just speaks that he is the one with all the power and that he made this and this is a gift. And it just gets me in the right spot to remember that I am his and that I am here to worship him. I don't know about you guys, and I don't know where you came from this past week, and what you had going on, because it can be kind of crazy. We've got lots of crazy things going on in our lives. Maybe you're coming in from work, or you're coming in from dealing with some stuff with your family, or you're hurting yourself. And, and for me, this just helps me to focus in and to remember who we are here for today. So we're actually, we're going we're gonna to work right through this, though, today. I don't know about you, um, I don't know about you guys, but I am with this author when he's talking about just the magnitude of God. There's nothing like the earth or the natural world just to remind us of how amazing he is, right? Like when I look around, I can't help but just be, be astounded at what God has done because of what I see in the natural world, in our earth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk through in just a second here. I want to show you a few photos because I, I think God has done this just in, our, in creation. You can see it in the mountains and the trees and, and everything. He, you can see it in all the things he's made. And so I'm going to 
just share a little bit of what amazes me about different animals. So if you don't like animals, you can just tune me out for the next couple minutes. If you do, um, well, here you go. You can enjoy. So I stole some of these from Paramount Plus. Not advocating Paramount Plus, but hey, this is where I got it from. So uh, except for the first one. And the first one is in honor of our senior pastor, Ron, because he, this is his favorite animal. You can tell him I said that. Um, but in a 2019 scientific reports um, article, it said that, this is what I learned about cats from this, cats actually uh, can recognize their own name. Did you know this? Cats can recognize their own name. Maybe you've got a cat that acts like a dog and it like comes when you call it, but most of the time cats do this, right? Like you call them by their name and they're like, huh? They recognize their own name, they just don't respond. But I think it's kind of amazing, regardless, this is the piece about a cat, sorry Ron, that I think is amazing, that they can actually recognize that you're calling them by name. That's incredible, they can understand our speech um, all the way up to understanding that there's a different name for each of them. I don't, know about, I don't know if you've seen this next one, this next one is called a howler monkey. Anybody seen these before, seen a real live one? Maybe at the zoo? Um, but first of all, if you have not seen one, they are super loud and they're kind of freaky sounding. When they wake you up at five in the morning, I was one time, me and my wife were on a vacation and we had these howler monkeys outside of their room and they're just, and they're like screaming like that. Way louder though, um, right outside our, our, our window. And um, now I'm gonna be coughing for the rest of the time as I tried to make a howler monkey sound. Um, but humans, I don't know if you knew this about us, we can, you can hear our voice audibly and understandably at about 180 yards away. So that's just over, just under two football fields. You can hear that somebody is saying something, you can't understand them. Double that. So 360 yards away. You can hear the loudest noise that a human can make at three quarters of a mile. For a howler monkey, you can hear them at three miles away. So they've over tripled our ability. Three miles away, you can hear this monkey making their crazy sounds and freaking you out. <laughs> That's incredible. We're gonna keep on moving along. More amazing things. Dogs, I had to go back to here, come on. Um, but the dog's sense of smell. You probably already know this, like we, they're obviously, we use them, they're trained to, uh, to help us and are really good at sniffing. Well. I don't know if you knew exactly how good. It's 10,000 to 100,000 times stronger than our ability to smell. You can put that to the test later. From the, to put that in perspective, though, according to Paramount Plus, if a human with 20-20 vision can read an eye chart from 20 feet away, imagine being able to read that same chart 10,000 uh, 10, times that distance. So from 20 feet away, and now it becomes 38 miles away. That's incredible. All right, let's go to another one, polar bears. So I don't know if you knew this about polar bears. If a polar bear is not breathing, like you can't, you're not seeing their breath or holding their breath for whatever reason, you can't actually see any detectable heat. So if you get your infrared goggles on on them, and you're like looking through the snowscape at nighttime, you won't see them. They, have, they give off no detectable heat. Kind of crazy. I kind of might need that in some of our Michigan winters, right? Like, let's get that kind of warmth here. Um, all right. 
fair warning, these next two are creepy crawly, so if you don't like those, I'll try and go fast over them. Just close your eyes for a second. Um, I tried to make them not super creepy, but they are. So there is a type of snake that is called a flying snake. Has anybody ever heard of this, flying snake? That's a real thing, first of all. Second of all, they can fly up to or rather glide. What they do is they flatten their body out, um, and they can glide up to 330 feet in the air. That's frightening. Fortunately, they don't live around here. Don't worry, okay? This is not your nightmares. They don't live in this area, so you're safe. But still, amazing. Tarantulas. I don't know if you knew this about a tarantula. First of all, they're not really that dangerous to humans. They don't have um, a lot of venom in their bite. But they have something that's pretty awesome about them. They can regrow their exoskeleton, which is their outside, things like their legs, their fangs, and they can even regrow some of their internal organs if those things get damaged. That's amazing. All right, just a couple more here. There's a, tor a Galapagos tortoise. I didn't know this about these things. These things are huge. Have you guys seen these at the zoo before? They're massive, like thousands of pounds, super slow walking, really cool, kind of wish I could ride one kind of a thing. Um, but they can go a year without any food or water. That creature, like I might be able to think like maybe something that hibernates, they can go really long. This thing doesn't hibernate. It just, it can go a year without food or water. And last but not least, um, I was looking through my phone. I pulled up a couple pictures for you to show a couple things that I thought were amazing in my last week. And you guys got to see what I found growing at about 9,000 feet in the mountains this past week and remembered me or re reminded me to worship. Here, let me show you these. Okay, not that one. <laughs> Whoops. All right, there you go. So just something like this where I get up to the top of a mountain, 9,000 feet up, and there's just something so awesome about seeing a sunrise. Any other sunrise people in the room? Don't be, yeah, don't, don't hide that secret. That's a good thing. So I'm, I'm the one that's waking up way too early to try and hike up way too far to be able to catch a great view of the morning. And I just think that this is a gift. When I wake up in the morning and I see the beauty of the morning, it's so calm, it's so peaceful, and this is a morning gift to remind me that each day is that a gift. And I love doing that, sneaking out, catching a, catching a glimpse of these things as well, just to be reminded that our creation, our world, our earth screams how amazing our God is. Right, I'm going to do something that might be... Uh, might get me in trouble as far as trying to keep your attention the rest of the service, but I want you to take out your phone right now. Some of you are like, I already got it out. That's fine. You've been following along with the sermon and writing your own notes. Thank you. Um, but take it out a second. Take out your phone, your device, and I want you to scroll through just the last few photos, your last week on your phone for a second. And what I want you to do as you're doing that is I want you to think about this question. What do you see that reminds you that God is worthy of worship. What do you see that reminds you that God is worthy of worship? You can scroll back through, take a look at some of them. It's okay. I'm asking you to do it right now. If you don't have your phone or your device on to you, then you can just do this mentally in your head. Think back to your week about something that reminds you that you saw, that you were able to engage with, that's worthy of worship.
And some of you are actually doing what I'm hoping you're doing. You're sharing these pictures with the people next to you, um, which is fantastic. And that's, that's actually what I want you to do. Sometime today, whether you do that right now, I'm giving you permission in the middle of my sermon. I want you to text that to somebody else. And I want you to tell them the why, though, right? I want you to tell them the why, because I think these are awesome. If you have nobody else to tell, come and show it, come show me later. I'd love to see it. But tell them why. Man, you know, I see this picture of this little person in my life, and it just reminds me of how awesome our God is because he gave us this gift. Or, you know, this last week I saw this hilarious thing, and this reminds me of God because he created humor. And it just reminds me of how awesome our God is to share that with somebody else because I think these things are so awesome and sometimes we miss and we forget and it's just so good to remember it. I don't know about you guys, but I, I just believe that there is something, and I've said this already a few times, but I believe that our earth just screams wow. And the wow that we scream goes to the one that designed it, God. I've got, a, I've got another story for you uh, to drive our worship this morning, to talk about worship a little bit more. We're going to flip over to Acts 8. Acts 8. We're going to spend a, just a few verses over here. Acts 8, verse 30. This is going to be in the New Testament. You're going to have to go. If you're using the Bible in the seat backs, backs, it's on page 890 or around there. We're going to jump in and... In this story, I'm just going to give you a little bit of backdrop. We're talking about a guy named Philip, and he is a follower of Jesus, and he is, he's been kind of chased out of his area, and so now he's off and he's teaching and preaching about Jesus, and he's listening to the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit has told him to go and to head out, and on his way, he hears a guy who is reading from the book of Isaiah, and this is where we get caught up back in this story is he's here, this guy, and he's, he's reading this part, and he runs up to the chariot, and this is what he says. And Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you were reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is a passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can, who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And Philip began with this very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. This is another area, another way that we have been given a gift from God. We get to know him. It's all recorded right here in the word of God. That is a gift and it's a revelation that God has shared with us. We know from his world, we know from his word, and Philip actually takes us, and he takes the word that he just hears, um, he hears the, the Ethiopian eunuch reading, and he takes that and he shares the good news of Jesus with him. I want to share this just a little bit with you today as well. So 
I know it doesn't kind of, it doesn't go in. You could keep on reading. We actually will in a minute here. Um, we're going to read a couple more verses, but not yet. Um, but it doesn't go into how he explained it. I kind of, I kind of wish that I could have heard some of the, the, uh, the first century teachers talk about their relationship with Jesus and to have heard the good news from their voices as well. Um, but we're gonna, but we're gonna go a little bit because we have, we have a lot of their stories written right here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take a moment and share it with you. So. I believe that we were designed by God. I believe we were designed to love God and to be loved. And I believe ever since we were little, uh, we've been looking for love, whether in a romantic way, maybe we were reading romantic books or in a romantic relationship, or we're looking for it in community, or we're looking for it in the way of just being respected. We all long for some form of love. And we're wounded because of a lot of different things, right? A broken relationship. Somebody failed to love us, rejected our love. And so our love is lost. And this, it leaves us lacking. We're still longing for love. But this is the part, I had to set that foundation because this is the part where I think Philip steps in with the good news. He's describing uh, this good news. He knows that God has Back it up here. This is the good news Phil, uh, Philip is describing. He knows that our God knows that this world is messed up. That the love here is broken. That we all experience pain and separation from each other and from him. But, but our God loved us so much that he didn't just leave us here. Unable to overcome our evil on our own. He sent Jesus who is the way. He sent Jesus, who is in his very own nature, he is love, to come to earth, to teach us about himself, to teach us about his father, to teach us about the spirit, and then to pay the price of our sin and our own evil in full so that we can be fixed in God's eyes, made right in God's eyes, and be able to be with him again, filled with the love of God See, Philip is describing to the Ethiopian eunuch the love from, from Jesus that is not lost. It cannot be lost. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the verse in Romans, Romans 8, 38 and 39. I'm not going to put it on the screen. I'm just going to share it. But in verse 39, it talks about and it says, Nor is there anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing in creation, that will be able to separate us from the love of God. This love that we just talked about, this good news that we just shared, nothing's going to be able to separate us from that. See, it's Jesus' choice, it's God's choice to put you first in Jesus' word, in Jesus' life, over his own life and his own suffering that ultimately demonstrates and proves his love for you. Well, maybe this is just the part that you needed to hear today. There is someone who loves you with an eternal, unending, all-encompassing kind of love. And that man is Jesus. And he's shown it to us already. This is, our, this is the second reason we've talked about today, to worship. To worship Jesus. Because of what he's done and because of this unending, all-encompassing love that he offers. 
And when the worst things in our lives happen, you can cling to the hope of Jesus, right? You can worship Jesus. There's tons of stories that you can read about this with. You can read about Paul worshiping Jesus when he's in prison. You can check that out later, Acts 16. This is why when Job, in the book of Job, he loses all his possessions. He loses his friends and he loses his family. And what he says in, in response, I just think it's crazy. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, because he knows God's love. So this is why when the apostles, the closest followers of Jesus, when they are on, their, on death's door, they're about to be martyred, why they are still clinging to Jesus. There's story after story after story in the Bible that we need to be driven back to to remember about how much God loves us and how others have gone before us and have clung to that same love. See, our God is worthy of our worship. We see it and we're reminded in his creation. We see it and we're reminded in his word through his son Jesus. And the rest lands with our story. See, last week, Pastor Justin, he talked about sharing stories. And I believe stories are powerful. I believe the story of our earth is powerful. I believe the story of Jesus is powerful. And I believe the story of Jesus working in your life is powerful. He saved you from you. And he saved you from the evil of this world. It's worthy of worship. Maybe your choice today in worship, your response today in worship is to choose just simply to follow Jesus today. You've heard all this. Maybe you've heard it before, but you're reminded today or maybe you're recommitting today. I want to, I want to follow him. This kind of love I want to have in my life. This truth I want to have in my life and I want to be about I want to be the same. I don't want this emptiness, this darkness, this loneliness. I want to cling to the hope, the truth, the life, the love that is Jesus. If you do that today, can you do me a favor and make sure you tell somebody else. You can come tell anybody that was up here today, this morning. You can tell the person next to you. Or you can simply scan that QR code. We've got a little button on that QR code as well that says... Um, that you choose to follow Jesus. Scan that and let us know because we want to walk with you as you do this thing called follow Jesus. This is the Ethiopian's response into hearing this story, to hearing what we just talked about and how it impacts his own. Let's read these couple verses here. Verse 36 through 38 of Acts 8. As they travel along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. He hears this truth, and he's like, wow. This is new to me. I got to follow him. I got to be like him. That's what I need. And so he chooses to be baptized I don't know if, you, uh, if you've heard about this or you know what baptism is. Baptism in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is for those who believe. That's it. It's your action with our community to say it loudly and clearly. 
I believe. See, we're all still messes, and that's okay. Because God's grace is big enough for our mess. See, in the, in the waters of baptism, you can't go in there. You can't get yourself perfect before you go in the water. It's just not going to be possible. You're not going to walk into the water perfect and doing everything right and following Jesus right perfectly. It's simply your choice to submit to Jesus and say, I believe. So if you haven't been baptized, if you've been going through our Rooted series, if you've been doing this rhythms thing and something's been touching your heart where you're like, you know what, I need to take a step forward. I need to move forward and commit myself to him. To step forward clearly and loudly and say, I believe I'm going to follow him and identify with his life, death, and resurrection in the water. We're going to be doing that. March 26th, we're going to have an opportunity for us to be, for you to be baptized here. Right inside, don't worry, we're not going down to the river. <laughs> we're not doing the polar plunge uh, baptism. If you want to do that, we're not going to do it. We're going to have it right in here. It'll be warm water. Um, so we just we did one a while back, and this is just a picture of that. The class is on March 20th. That's on Monday night. So if this is something you're thinking about, scan that QR code, jump on our website, jump on our app, click that baptism button, sign up, or just come and let me know or let any of our staff know. We'd love to get you, um, get you on our list to be baptized as well. And I don't know what... I don't know what God has done in each of our lives. This is the part that I think is just crazy because God has done something special in each of us. And maybe you had a moment like the Ethiopian where you're walking along and you're trying to read this thing called the Bible and you're like, what? What does this say? And you had somebody come along and, and they helped you to understand. Maybe that's how God has stepped into your life and he's, a, you, he's put somebody in your life to help you understand and explain and to hear the truth of Jesus. Maybe God stepped in and he healed a broken relationship in your family. Maybe when you were down and out, he provided for you. Maybe he provided you hope when there was none left. And maybe you're at this point, you're like, yeah, I still haven't, I still haven't experienced any of those. But here's what he has done no matter what. We've already talked about how he has sent his son and he has paid that price. But he is also with you. That's what our God is. That's what Emmanuel means. He is with us. He's the one that wants to stay with us in the dark, in the lonely, in the hard, in the cold, in the tired, when you feel like you've got nothing left. He's there. So maybe your next step is simply to respond in worship, to praise God through song, through our actions, for the millions of reasons that there are to worship him. Your personal reasons, the reason being Jesus, or simply the handprint of God in nature. We're gonna have a moment here in just a second to worship together through song. We're gonna sing a song, and it's, there's gonna be some video kind of scrolling in the background just to help us kind of remember about God's creation and what he's done, and to help us focus in, to be drawn in, to sing alongside, to worship alongside all creation. And as we prepare for that, if I can have the, the worship team start making their way up. And as they do, I just want to encourage us. Because there's so many different ways to worship God. We've been talking about them through actually the last seven weeks. 
these rhythms that we've been talking about. See, you can dive in, you can read the word of God, you can pray and talk with him, you can serve, which we have a serving opportunity coming up here in just a, in a week or so. You can give, you can thank God, you can share your story and repent. These are all actions that you can do to step forward and to worship God because they all are gifts to him and reminders to us of who is in control and who is worthy of our worship. I believe that God has made each of us and he's made us with a purpose. We all have this purpose, this purpose to glorify God. But he's, all made, he's made each of us unique as well. The person sitting next to you is just a little bit different than you, right? You're like, they're a lot of it different. Thank you very much. We are all made different. We're made unique. And I think that's on purpose. He has made you the way that you are with your passions, with your gifts to glorify him. So whatever you're doing in whatever way you're worshiping today, do what God made you to do to the best of your ability. Whatever you're doing, do it to the best of your ability. And give that as your gift of worship to him. So as we exit, as we come now and we sing together that, as we leave today and we share those pictures, do it to the best of your ability. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for your creation. You created the crazy animals that we're still learning about now. You're the author of the of the stars in the sky, the stars that are so numerous that we're not able to count them. That when we think of our size in comparison to all of creation, we feel so small, so insignificant. And yet, you chose to love us. See, we chose in Adam and Eve to rebel against you. We choose now even daily to rebel against you. Yet you chose to love us and you choose to still. You made a way back to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the way back to you. You are the one who is worthy. You are our God who is worthy, worthy of all of our praise. And we want to give it to you now pray all this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Check out our app or our website at bridgewaycommunity.org for more messages or to take the sermon one step deeper by downloading the sermon discussion guide.